0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, JAMA Pediatrics has published a study linking maternal fluoride exposure during pregnancy with lower IQ scores at three to four years of age. Fluoride has long been a hotly debated topic due to its potential neurotoxicity and the fact that the dosage, when included in the water supply, is hard to control. Fluoride is known to cross the placenta, accumulates in brain regions involved in learning and memory, and alters neurotransmitters in the central nervous system. Water fluoridation is supplied to about 89% of Australians, 66% of Americans, 38% of Canadians, and just 3% of Europeans. Canadian researchers examined 601 children born between 2008 and 2012 and compared communities with fluoridated municipal water supplies to those with non-fluoridated tap water. They used a combination of maternal urinary fluoride and self-reported maternal fluoride intake to measure dosage. Unsurprisingly, the former had higher levels of fluoride in their urine and reported higher intake levels. A one milligram higher daily intake of fluoride among pregnant women was associated with a 3.66 lower IQ score leading researchers to suggest a possible need to reduce fluoride intake during pregnancy. These findings are consistent with that of a Mexican birth cohort study that reported a 6.3 decrease in IQ in preschool-aged children, and other ecological studies that have shown an association between higher levels of fluoride exposure and lower intellectual abilities in children. Given the controversy around fluoridation and the strong pushback that inevitably comes when it's questioned, the JAMA felt compelled to publish their decision to publish this study. They state that the decision to publish this article was not easy. Given the nature of the findings and their potential implications, we subjected it to additional scrutiny for its methods and the presentation of its findings. The mission of the journal is to ensure that child health is optimised by bringing the best available evidence to the fore. Publishing it serves as a testament to the fact that the JAMA Pediatrics is committed to disseminating the best science based entirely on the rigour of the methods and the soundness of the hypothesis used, regardless of how contentious the results might be. That said... Scientific inquiry is an iterative process. It is rare that a single study provides definitive evidence. This study is neither the first, nor will it be the last, to test the association between prenatal fluoride exposure and cognitive development. We hope that purveyors and consumers of these findings are mindful of that as the implications of this study are debated in the public arena, which is exactly what we're intending to do. Editor-in-chief of the journal, Dr. Dimitri Christakis, in the JAMA podcast, went on to say, Before there were anti-vaxxers, there were anti-fluoriders. And the traditional teaching when I was going through residency in my early professional career was, Fluoride is completely safe, and all of these people trying to take it out of the water are nuts. It's the best thing that's ever happened for children's dental health, and we need to push back and get it into every water system. So when I first saw this title, my initial inclination was, what the hell? Christakis goes on to express shock at the discovery that only 3% of European residents drink fluoridated water, as he was under the impression that all developed countries fluoridated all their water supplies. And he was surprised at other studies suggesting fluoride may be a neurotoxin, stating that it was totally news to me, and I thought it was junk science. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, I should mention that this study is a couple of months old. Usually, I like to pick something that's come out in the last week or two. But given the lack of coverage this has received, I thought it was worthy to mention this on This Week in Wellness and give this a little bit more exposure if possible. It's also worth noting that I'm limited in what I can say on this topic. Given my regulation and registration as a chiropractor, we are not allowed to go against the conventional wisdom when it comes to topics like fluoridation. So I'm not allowed to have an opinion either way on this matter, and I won't do so on this show. I will say that this article is concerning. I think it's really important that this is recognised and investigated further. I definitely think that more research needs to be done into the impact of fluoride, both on pregnant women and on children, given the results of this study, as has been stated by the authors and by the editors as well. You know, We know that mass medication in this nature is, by its very nature, imprecise. It's particularly concerning when we talk about pregnant women and children due to the dosage. You know, when we're talking about small children, hopefully consuming plentiful amounts of water, then given their small body mass, it makes sense that they might be more prone to issues. And given that we're talking about neurotoxicity, then developing brains may well be more at risk. So I think we really need to have a closer look at this of how it's impacting different segments within our population and consider at the very least whether we need to alter the way that fluoride is delivered so that we can try and get a more appropriate dose for a more appropriate population. So I think this is something that really needs to be looked into more closely. I very, very much hope this is a spur for lots more unbiased research to be conducted into fluoridation and potentially in the future for people to reconsider whether perhaps the Europeans with their 3% fluoridation rate might be onto something. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com.